Welcome to this sponsored Tech Byte from our fine friends over at HashiCorp. This is the second Tech Byte from HashiCorp around their console product. Last time, we learned about the many challenges that console is trying to solve for cloud practitioners like you. Today, we are going to narrow our focus to check out how console helps with network, infrastructure, automation, and dig into what's included in the enterprise version of console. Joining us today is Hari Sankaran from the console product team. Hari, welcome to the show. Last time we chatted with VanFan and got a good grounding in what console is and the challenges it's meant to solve. One challenge that we didn't get to elaborate on too much was infrastructure management and automation. Can you describe the challenge or multiple challenges behind managing infrastructure in a cloudy world? Absolutely. Uh, first off, Ned, Ethan, thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Huge fans of this podcast. So I know it's no news to the audiences that cloud adoption is maturing. It's about day two, not just day zero one, which means our customers are moving more, you know, adopting at an industrial level for the cloud and they're scaling with a huge focus on business value through all this. Um, so what that means is that they need unified interfaces, control points, whether it be for security, app deployment, infrastructure as code, or networking. Um, I know we've talked about console platform as the control point for the service networking. It solves a lot of the zero trust and other important business challenges. What makes console unique is that it is the only service networking platform out there that also solves challenges related to day two infrastructure automation. So to answer your question more directly, Ned, uh, I think the biggest challenge is achieving a repeatable deployment lifecycle through automation. Again, this is well solved for day zero one and is realized through uh, infrastructure as code platforms. But day two is a little bit harder because when it comes to infrastructure automation, NetOps and security ops teams rely uh, mostly on ticket-based workflows to execute those updates and changes, uh, which means uh, it's manual and it's ripe for human-driven misconfigurations. It adds overhead and time. Uh, and so I think console Terraform Sync, which can we can dig deeper into, is uniquely able to solve uh, for this business challenge and the workflow. I'm laughing a little bit to myself because I think <laughs> I deployed this beautiful, pristine infrastructure for you people. And then you went and ruined it with all your manual processes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're absolutely right. So Harry, I want to dive into what we mean by infrastructure here, because it can mean a lot of different things. Networking, storage, compute, et cetera. How does console help yeah. out with automating and securing my infrastructure? If you want to define that for us, then dive into it. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. And it's specific to infrastructure automation. Console, together with Terraform, uh, is able to act on any type of infrastructure, whether it be compute or networking or security infrastructure that needs to adopt the same pace at which applications are changing, right? That's the cloud world that we all know of. So dynamic infrastructure needs dynamic provisioning, security, networking, console, and console Terraform Sync is able to solve for this. So for example, um, Gartner has stated that through 2023, firewall misconfigurations are projected to cause about 99% of the firewall breaches. So on the flip side, transitioning the operators from having to manage each requested change manually, uh, but moving that to overseeing CTS automated workflows actually bolters uh, firewall security. Uh, okay, so you said dynamic infrastructure, that's part of the tagline here. Um, yes. Does that mean 
Uh, it's gotta be cloudy infrastructure with, you know, an API and so on. Or if I'm still partly in a data center and maybe I've got some, some of that icky metal, you know, that's doing, <laughs> doing the firewalling or the routing, could those play in a scheme like this as well? Yes, absolutely. I think console is unique in the sense that it is multi-platform. Uh, our binaries, the software can go into bare metals, VMs, or uh, you know any form of infrastructure that's automated, uh, you know that's out there. And a console is able to find uh, services that exist in any of these platforms. And what's the the reality is that enterprises are you know a lot of them are brownfield, right? Like they have on-prem. The, you know, hybrid cloud is is a is. I know you're laughing because you know this. Well, you, you said some of them are brownfield. No, dude, they're all brownfield. All of Come them. On. All of them. Yeah, that, wrong, uh, bad choice of words there for sure. Uh, you know, all of them are brownfield and hybrid, right? So there is a lot of the layer three, four equipment out there that is network security. Very important, fundamental piece to how enterprises operate, right? But console is absolutely able to, especially with Terraform provide infrastructure automation workflows for that as well. That sort of gets to the heart of a question I had in my back of my mind, which was, as far as I know, console is able to do service discovery and it can you know, help establish zero trust and all those kind of good things. I don't remember it actually being able to go out and manipulate endpoint devices and stuff. So it sounds like that's where Terraform comes into the equation. Yes, and I listened to your part, you know, your episode with Van, and you mentioned you heard about key value storage as well, and those are definitely what console has been used for. But I think the first thing to your point, console does really well and is very well known also in the market is for the dynamic service discovery, right? Which is including a real time catalog of all your services, regardless of where this, where they exist. Ethan, to your point, their health and all of the important metrics. So you take this fundamental function, it lends itself to two very valuable use cases. One is a service networking service mesh that touches on zero trust requirements, et cetera. And secondly, you use the same service discovery uh, function to provide network infrastructure automation uh, that I can dig deeper into. At the heart of it, CTS is simply combining Terraform and console functionality to eliminate those manual ticket-based systems uh, that we talked about, whether it's on-prem or cloud. It's broken down into two parts. For day zero one, teams use Terraform. They can quickly deploy network devices, infrastructure, you know, consistently, and they can reproduce it. Once that's established, teams should manage day two automation tasks by integrating the console's uh, like dynamic catalog into like a Terraform workspace with the help of CTS. So if you think about it, when a change is recorded, from the application level in console's service catalog, CTS triggers a Terraform run automatically to automate the infrastructure, whether it is load balancers or firewalls or any other service-defined networking components. I can draw a parallel to some of the ways that Kubernetes works when you spin up a new service and a pod dies in the background. It, it automatically knows about that and it's able to stop sending traffic to the dead pod. And when the new pod comes up to take its place, all right, I'm going to start sending traffic to that new pod. But that level of automation doesn't exist, generally speaking, out in, in the larger networking world. It, that's confined to the Kubernetes cluster. Uh, so CTS kind of gives you that same ability to a certain degree outside of the cluster. But what yeah. do customers need to adopt console Terraform sync? 
That's a great question, actually. Also, it's very simple. As the name indicates, you will need console to do that real-time service discovery, and then you will need Terraform for the infrastructure as code. Um, you install one extra binary called CTS, uh, which brings them both together. So in, in a sense, console becomes your source of truth, if you will, right? It understands the health of all your services. And Terraform becomes that executor of all the changes to the infrastructure based on changes at the application layer. And for that to work, Terraform to update the infrastructure, obviously you will need a Terraform provider of which <laughs> we know there are thousands already. Uh, and so the only other piece that you may need to build is what's called a CTS module, which defines exactly what the CTS binary will monitor and execute, right? Even that we have plenty of those modules out there. In fact, if you go to Terraform registry and just search for NIA, it'll automatically pull up a lot of the ecosystem CTS modules that exist already from Cisco, AWS, Palo Alto, F5, and many others. And practitioners can also build their own CTS model. I've built one already, a few, and it's it's very easy to do. And I'll link some, uh, you know, provide some links on how, you know, practitioners can do that. Hari, is this sort of a self-contained pipeline for infrastructure as code? It feels like it's all been baked in here. It is. I think, you know, HashiCorp has that advantage because we can do the service discovery, service registry with console, and we can do infrastructure as code with Terraform. It was really bringing those two together. So it basically is all baked in. All right. I can get console and Terraform. There are free open source versions that are available to me. What about this CTS component we've been talking about? Is that also free and open source or is there a, a cost for that? No, it is also open source. It's another open source binary that you will download and install, and you just provide access to your console and Terraform deployments, and you can get up and running. So really no cost other than the infrastructure needed to run that binary. How about, okay, you guys got to stop giving all this stuff away for free. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining. I like using it, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I imagine you want to get paid for something. Um yeah. And I know that console does have an enterprise version. So maybe we can uh, switch tracks a little bit and talk about console enterprise. Because I'm curious, what is included in console enterprise that fills out with some additional bells and whistles what's already included in the open source version? Yeah, absolutely. That's, this is how we survive, obviously. <laughs> you know, And it's true for all HashiCorp products, right? Basically, console enterprise, you know, enterprise specifically addresses a lot of the organizational complexities, typically that's around collaboration, how do you operate and at scale and how do you govern all this? Um, and so that's really where enterprise adds a lot of value. Um, you know, if you think about scaling, you wanna make sure it's resilient and you wanna have multi-tenancy capabilities. Um, you know, pretty much every enterprise out there has, you know, a dev, test, prod, and then they have multiple different organizations. And so multi-tenancy is very important. And then simplifying your operations. And even if there are some customers that I run into have very complex architectures, um, that requires enterprise. And you know, and I've already mentioned governance and adding policy on top of all of this. Those are some really good places where console enterprise uh, can help. Okay, so if I'm starting to hit these limitations or need these additional things, console open source might not be cutting it for me anymore. So now it's time to look at the at the paid enterprise version of console instead. Yes. So for example, if you wanted to fil uh, filter all your task triggers by namespace, right, for multi-tenancy, 
you can do that and consultize into Terraform Cloud and Terraform Enterprise. So you get all the audit logs, which is extremely important from a governance and security standpoint. Uh, you know, running history and, uh, you know, all the triggers and the notifications. Uh, let's say you want to notify an operations team that something happened or you made a change. Previously, it was all like Excel sheets and something else, right? So all of that is automated. Uh, you get the workspaces that you get from Terraform, uh, you know, remote execution. And the one other thing I'll mention is Sentinel for uh, enforcing governance, right? Policy as code. So those are some things that enterprises really cannot do away with. And so they really need those and console enterprise, uh, console Terraform Sync Enterprise can help there. Okay. And, and Sentinel is probably something that we should do a whole separate tech bite on because it's a, <laughs> it's a pretty cool product. And I, I feel that it spans multiple enterprise products at HashiCorp, correct? Yes, primarily tied with Terraform Enterprise, but you can see that, uh, you know, with console Terraform Sync, it's able to leverage that automatically because of the tight integration. Right, right. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's close this one out. Let's uh, let's get some key takeaways for our listeners. Where can they go to find more information about console CTS or, or console enterprise? Yeah, absolutely. So just to round up, like, you know, one of our North Star goals is enabling our customers and console is a huge part of that. It's the only holistic solution for enterprise needs when it comes to service networking and network infrastructure automation is something that sets it apart. So overall, we really care about bringing business value to our customers, whether it's going, you know, increasing your, decreasing your time to market, make while your security governance is in place, reducing operational overhead, all of that network infrastructure automation through console can get you there. If folks want to learn more, they can go to our learn.hashicorp.com and simply search for NIA. I already mentioned the Terraform registry, same thing, search for NIA. Uh, we have plenty of blogs on our website as well. And, you know, there, there's a lot of information out there. Excellent. We'll include all of those links in the show notes, <laughs> as always. How can folks find you on the internet? Uh, do you have a blog, a Twitter profile, or, or something on LinkedIn? A blog is a work in progress, but the LinkedIn <laughs> is definitely uh, the best way to get in touch with me. And, if, uh, you know, my name should come up right away. Okay. And we'll include a link in the show notes for that as well. Well, Hari, thank you awesome. so much for joining us today on today's Tech Byte, And thank you to HashiCorp for sponsoring this Tech Byte. This is how Ethan and I feed our families after all. And thanks to you, dear listener, for tuning in. You can find this and many more fine, free technical podcasts along with our community blog at packetpushers.net. Till next time, remember, cloud is what happens while IT is making other plans. <laughs>